Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Welcome into the Tapped Out Recap here on the BetQL Network, better known as the Retap. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine, Israel Adesanya, Robert Whitaker, the main event of UFC 271. And I'm just going to call it like I see it, Brendan. I thought I was really looking forward to it. Very evenly matched fight, rematch. We brought both guys on the show. Kind of a snooze fest. Like, I don't know what you made of it. It ended up being Adesanya on the cards, I just thought that it was going to be much more of a banger than it was. And it looked a little bit, uh, odd and Sonia Romero ish. I don't disagree with you. I don't think it was, uh, the worst fight I've ever seen, but it was very mediocre, very unforgettable. Um, and I think, you know, after that first round, where is he got the knockdown? You're like, Oh man, like you're, you're, you're almost expecting, like, he's gonna, he's gonna finish this off again soon. And whenever he wants. And I don't know, you know, like Rob definitely pressed the action and seemed more because he looked, uh, I thought the, the, I thought Cormier and Bisping were spot on. He looked demoralized almost on the stool, came out, you know, kind of mixed down the takedowns, which we all thought was going to happen. But, you know, there was never a time where he truly controlled him a lot with the takedowns. Um, thought that he was, you know, the more aggressive guy who's trying that maneuver again. Didn't, throw his right hand at all was just kind of going with his lead hand. So, you know, I, I saw some people say they thought Rob should have won. I thought the card, I think the card kind of got booed. I don't know if they were booing just because the fight was boring. I don't know if they were booing because they thought that uh, Rob won, but it was a, uh, it was, a, it was an un- unremarkable main event for sure. You didn't think Robert Whitaker won that fight. Did you? I didn't. I, I, I mean, I'll hear out some arguments on it, but I, I thought it was three, two. I didn't think that it was a, I thought just because of it, Izzy's inactivity at certain points, I thought that, uh, I, I thought that he, he definitely gave away a couple of rounds. I didn't think he did it enough to lose the fight by any means, but, um, you know, I saw like Justin Gaethje said he, he thought that he won three, four, five. I thought there were some interesting pro reactions. Like Michael Chandler had a really interesting tweet where he said, uh, Trust me, I love Izzy, but we've gotten to the point where he's a dominant champ, just needs to stand in there, throw a few shots per round, and he will not lose unless he gets caught. He will always get the nod. Izzy got paid the last contract. Go fight. Don't you dare spar. I thought it was interesting. Like, he's getting some pretty uh, interesting critiques from his peers there. For a guy that has a crazy highlight reel, he has been in some boring fights. Like, the Silva fight was technically okay, but it wasn't wildly exciting. The Romero fight that I just mentioned, and now this one. What's next, do you think, for Israel Adesanya? We can talk about what happened in the Cannoneer-Brunson fight, if that's where you want to go. Do you think now we know what's next for the style bender? Yeah, I mean, like, that is that is his thing. Like, you know, I, I do wish at certain points, I do wish that Izzy's electric personality would always match what he can do in the cage because we know yes. what he's capable of. I, I don't know if it's a spoiling or not, but, like, 
we can see what the guy is at his best. And, we, and you know, Anderson Silva did some of this too. I know that they're always compared. I mean, there were some boring Silva fights for sure. But I think for him, like he has, I, I really do think that is he has the chance to be, I don't know if you want to say the next McGregor or the next face of the UFC, but he has got the chance to be a, a big, big star. And I think that if you have these performances where you're just kind of like, eh, you call it, he calls it a seven out of 10 and all that type of stuff. You know, eventually people are going to be are going to be turned off to you because he's a guy who likes to fight a lot. And I would say if we're comparing main event fighters that are coming up, like, would you guarantee I would spend my seventy five dollars on watching Israel Adesanya versus Cannonier, or would I spend that money on Jorge Masvidal versus Colby Covington because I want the grudge match? Would I spend it on Kamara versus Leon Edwards? You know, something like so he has to think about this type of stuff. I, I do think that it matters because when you're the main event fighter, you're the guy that everybody is paying to see. And, you know, eventually, if you're kind of just pointing guys out and, and outskilling them, I don't know if that's going to be enough to draw people in. And I'm sure I'll have those times where he's going to like, oh, people are just haters because it's not a legacy thing. It's not a you know, no one's saying that is 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 the is, is uh, overrated or not a good fighter, but it is an entertainment game a, a, as well. You mentioned the killer gorilla. Jared Cannonier took out Derek Brunson. That fight was pretty fun to watch, though. Because yeah. Brunson looked good in the first, and then Cannonier looked amazing in the second. Is that what's next for Israel Adesanya? Got to think so. I, I don't really know where else you would go, especially he's a fresh matchup. He's been wanting that. Um, so I think that makes all the sense in the world. Uh, you know, what can Cannonier do? I mean, he is one of those guys where maybe he's a little bit more willing to, to stand and trade, whereas Rob looked like he was kind of trying to outpoint Izzy. And I don't know if that's a great recipe for success. Um, you're, you're probably going to need to catch him with something that you, he really respects. Uh, he's a strong guy. He's been around the game for a while. We know that he's a big dude because he's you know fought in many, many different weight classes. Uh, but I think he's definitely deserving of the championship shot. I agree, and I think the odds are going to look very similar. I think Izzy comes in probably like close to a three to one, maybe minus two fifty, something like that. Cannonier looked great, but obviously, and he's fought the who's who. He hasn't fought Israel Adesanya, Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine, Jake Galley. It's the tapped out recap here on the BetQL Network. The best fight of the night, at least for entertainment purposes, was when the Black Beast took on Bam Bam Taitouivasa. Bro, after round one, I was sure I was going to get to see the Orca dance or whatever we're calling his celebration. And then it ended up being the Shuey. Tied to Ivasa, man. Like, I love seeing dudes, I don't care what walk of life it is, fighting, sports, or otherwise, that are down and out. Then they go on a little bit of streak. And then they look up, and they got everything they've ever been working for. It yeah. feels like Tied to Ivasa's almost put himself in line. And correct me if you think wrong, he, 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 might, he might fight next for an interim championship. I don't think it's crazy. I really don't because of what a fan favorite he is. Uh, it's almost how Derek Lewis got his shot. You know, like he was just, he was, he had a rocket to his back. The timing lined up, right. They needed a championship fight. I don't think it's nuts, but yeah, man, like, look, I thought Ty, I, you know, I, my big theme going into it. I know we talked about this was, I thought, you know, after the first round, I thought he'd be done. So I thought that was going to be Derek Lewis's wheelhouse. And for him to, to show this maturity that he has the last couple of fights where he's taken it a little bit, and been able to, uh, you know, kind of bounce back and get these uh, these wins later in fights. It shows a lot of growth because he's going to be in fights. If he's going to be a true title contender, he's going to be in fights that go longer than one, two rounds and is going to maybe need to dig deep. But, you know, the other thing about him is like that's that's some versatile stuff. Like he's not just a, a guy standing and banging like he's throwing the elbows. He's diversifying his strikes. And that was a hell of a the hell of exchange where he just sent him to the canvas like that. Is heavyweight in the great spot that it feels like they are? Because honestly, 
I was thinking about the heavyweight division the last couple of years, and it's been good. It's been great. Then it kind of sucked back and forth, up and down. But right now, you got Ngannou who holds the belt. You got Gan who just fought for it. You got Tai Tuivasa who we're talking about. And we haven't even brought up the name John Jones or Steve Miocic. Like, it feels like all of a sudden the heavyweight division is the truth. Yeah, I mean, listen, the big key is that they get uh, they get Francis back in the tent, I think, because you don't want your, your champ just walking away. It sounded like listening to Dana in the post-fight press conference, like they had a, a positive dinner or something like that. So that's a good sign. Like, it seems they're not as on non-speaking terms as it seemed at the last press conference. Where we're all saying, did Dana snub him? Did Dana not put the belt on him? All that type of stuff. So if they can get Francis in, yeah, I think it's I think it's it's huge because he's going to be the guy where everybody looks at and says, who can beat this guy? Who's going to be the guy who can who can solve the riddle? And uh, yeah, obviously adding, you know, one of the goats like John Jones is a huge one in there as well. UFC 271 in the books, but the fights keep going next Saturday night. Johnny Walker at the top of the marquee taking on Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill 9-1, and one, of course, with a no decision coming off the knockout of Jimmy Crute. Johnny Walker's had a crazy career because I thought that he was going to be the Yuri Prohaska type guy where he came out, won a few fights, the UFC would get behind him. He had the look. He was knocking people out. And then all of a sudden, so he started 4-0 BT, and then in his last four fights, he's only 1-3. Which one do you think is closer to the real Johnny Walker? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, you remember like he had the whole shoulder injury because he was doing the worm. I mean, my, right. my, my screen does look pregnant when, when Johnny Walker, you know, comes out. Like he makes, <laughs> he, 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 he makes an entrance. Um, I, I think that it was a little bit more so, though, if I had to lean one way or the other, I think it was a little bit more like as probably too much too soon. I don't know if this guy is truly the future of the vision. I mean, he's a big guy and. He certainly likes to throw a lot of fun strikes, but seemed like he was missing uh, a lot of fundamentals that more well-rounded guys could take advantage of. And I think that, you know, I think with this one upcoming, like Hill's definitely going to try and take advantage of that. Like you see a guy who has holes in his game, who certainly likes to do some flashy stuff, and you're going to try and capitalize on those mistakes. And Jamal Hill hits hard. Like if that yeah. guy connects with your chin, you're in trouble. Even if you are six foot, how tall is Johnny Walker? Six, seven? I think he's six, seven, six, six. Yeah, something like that. Goodness gracious. We'll be breaking it down coming up on Saturday from 5 to 7 right here on the BetQL Network. That's it for your tapped out recap. For Brendan Tobin, I'm Sean Levine. We'll see you guys on Saturday night.